Hello and welcome to the latest This is the Music Meets podcast. I'm delighted to be joined by the Thieves for their second appearance on the This is the Music Meets podcast. The band are set to release their new single, Get Down Low, on April the 14th, and it's an absolute belter full of great guitar riffs and bouncing drums that will have you up on your feet dancing along to. Frankie, welcome back, mate. How you doing? Yeah, man. It's good, it's good to be back, you know. It's, um, it's been a while since we did the last one, you know. We've um, a little older, a little wiser, hair's a lot shorter, so, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, know the, uh, I know the feeling there with the, uh, the short hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, obviously we'll we'll come on in uh, in a little while and talk about the new single, um, yeah. but obviously as you know um, here at this is the music um, we obviously like to champion new bands like the Thieves. Um, so since as you've just quite rightly pointed out, it's been about a year since you were last on. So has there been anyone that has that has caught your eye or or anyone else in 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 the band at all? What well, as in like new bands ourselves? Yeah, new bands like yourselves, yeah, or or maybe just anyone like a if there's a new album or something like that that's come out from sort of a, a I guess like a more established band or anything. Um, well, in terms of like new, like say new bands, um, we but you know are we really like Skinner Brothers? Skinner Brothers' new album's class. Um, Soul Boy Two's Min. Um, I'm quite a big fan of the Lucas State, you know Lucas yeah. State, uh, and uh, we get to support them this year as well, which is. Amazing. It's one of, one of them feelings you get to support, like if you're one of your favourite bands is like class. But um who else? Honestly, to be honest, at the moment, everything in my kind of Spotify playlist and all that is very like kind of staggered. Right. In terms of band, I've been I've been getting back into like DMAs and stuff like that, and um like the uh, uh, the Stooges as well, weirdly enough. But right, okay, bit, yeah, bit, quite a, quite a, a, a good a good mix there. And I mean, yeah, but, um, yeah. In terms of new bands, um, so Skinner Brothers, Luke State, doing really really well. Um, obviously, like all you know, lads that were made with the Shambolics, you know, can't really yeah. can't really fault the boys, like. But uh, yeah, man, that's that, that's uh, that's uh, that's about it for our front. Yeah, oh, great. Um, some great recommendations there, and. I mean, obviously, you know yourself. I'm a massive fan of uh, Shambolics, and um, yeah, great. Yeah. Obviously, I know you recorded the uh, the new single. Um, obviously, again up at um, Eggman Studios. But just just before we we touch on that, um, obviously, last year you were a three piece, um, mm-hmm. and obviously now um, you are a four piece. You've added Johnny, um, who's now your new rhythm guitarist. Um, so, yeah. how did this line up? Sort of change come about and 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 how and what sort of dynamic is it is it brought to the band in terms of like your sound and you know sort of you know the um i guess like the strength within the band type thing well sorry this is so on rock and roll i should be drinking like <laughs> and i'm drinking red grape juice <laughs> but um yeah um so johnny's been a friend of ours for quite a long time uh liam liam works with him but um i've been going to see like johnny's been in bands since i was a kid and i've, I've been to see his band like his old band he's been a band called the retributes he was like the singer in them and he used to go see him all the time and um just kind of like there'd be like a group of us from like our town that would go to gigs and like with each other and stuff like that and meet up at gigs and i think me and johnny went to go see the libertines together and it was it was years ago but um Again, it was just kind of like how I met Leon, you know, we just, we met through like kind of the local gigging scene and 
with being a three piece, obviously, you know, we liked it because like it was raw. There wasn't a lot of bands that were a three piece. Yeah. But you know, you had like, you have like the, like if we're talking bands nowadays, you had like uh, the blinders were a three piece. The mysteries were a three piece. Um, Twisted Wheel were a three-piece at one point. Obviously, The Enemy, which, you yeah. know, band that we all love. Uh, the Pale White, they were a three-piece as well. And for a while, we were like, you know, there was a lot we could do. And but when you listen to kind of... We kind of... When we come back from making uh, Just Don't Get It and Get Down Low, especially Get Down Low, there was like... Obviously, there's a lot of kind of guitar overdubs and stuff like that done on it. And there's like... And we play it live. And there's only so much you can kind of do as a three-piece, I feel. Yeah, yeah. I think the the kind of novelty wears a little bit. It's not necessarily a novelty. It was kind of a choice by us at the time, but we kind of, at that point, we thought like, you know what, let's just try it out. And let's just, because we thought, what would we sound like live with the rhythm guitarist? And we never really thought about it. At first we wanted to get a keys player for some reason. Then we thought like, you know, what would that, that, that would be strange. But um, you know, we're not, we're not one of these, like I say, we've always prided ourselves on not being one of these bands, all this synth. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. And um, yeah, no, I just I, I just messaged Johnny one night and just said like, I, you know, I've, I've had his number for ages, and I just kind of said, hey, you know, we're running about potentially adding a fourth member. Do you fancy coming down, and giving it a go? And he was like, yeah, sure. And we, I sent him some of the songs, and we just played, we just played, and it's you know, it just took it up to like a whole new level. Into like the dynamic in the band, it's just like now there's kind of like four liabilities instead of three. So it's, it's it, it, you know, it's kind of one more person that you have to kind of go, but did we leave him behind? <laughs> and it's kind of a bit like that. So, um, yeah, no, no, you know, it's great. And, you know, Johnny brings a lot to the table as well that, that I don't necessarily think of. Like I say, he'd been in the band way before I was and has like a lot of, you know, it's just another thing to like, it's just another kind of voice. It's another voice in the room. It's another set of eyes on your situation. Yeah. Obviously, Johnny does a lot of backing vocals as well. Um, so there's like a lot more kind of harmonies and stuff going on. Me and him like get to sit down and like drill that out. As obviously as me being the only guitar player in the band, I could only reassure myself. Yeah, on, sure. Yeah. Does this guitar bit sound all right? Where like Johnny be like, mm, that, you know, try this bit or try that bit, or like maybe you don't need like I don't need something. Like my biggest thing was I had about a million effects pedals on when we were playing live. Sometimes <laughs> it would sound like, you know. I'm not the edge from you two. I'm not going to lie as much as I'd like to. Yeah. But yeah. I, I'm necessarily got the beanie out yet, but Johnny just kind of went like, you know, when Johnny came in, it was just everything kind of backed off, but then everything kind of got pushed forward a lot more. Yeah, sure. Like we weren't trying so hard and because we weren't, everything just sort of come a lot more natural. So yeah, I mean, it in, in to sit to, I could have said that shorter by saying he's taken a lot of the weight off my shoulders, but yeah, like it's just, uh, <laughs> you know, that it's, it's just expanded the sound like like kind of anything would be everything just sounds bigger and it just there's a lot more kind of creative freedom with it yeah sure fantastic and um obviously i think that definitely comes across in sort of like the sound um obviously on on the new single um which as we said is called get down low and it's out on april the 14th so it's your first single, isn't it? In uh, well, in about six months or so roughly um so i'm guessing that yourself and obviously the other three uh are pretty excited about getting new music back out there again yeah man i mean yeah the thing is when we try to release when we release music and stuff like that it, it's just kind of going on like because a lot a lot of bands do is they go in and they record like a big chunk of music like they'll record like six or seven odd singles and albums worth even 
yeah and just thing but they're spending like a lot of money on that and that's kind of a lot of money that we don't have yeah. and the problem the problem is nowadays it's like when you release music you're automatically expected to release music four months after and then keep it going and they keep the traction going and it was like with when we released mtv last time we spoke to you we obviously had no money because we were in the middle of a lockdown so you know you kind of border it on fin and obscurity there <laughs> until you until you can get the until you can get the money and that is like you know we're, we're really buzzing to release you know new music get it out there and then like again when when we can again it's like when we can get back into the studio to release more music that's just that's just what we're more excited about so yeah when when get download like get download has been a song that we we played for a while as well like just don't get it was um just don't get we had loads of songs before just don't get it and then just don't get it came along we like right we need to release that yeah and then get down low has actually existed way before that and um there's i was me and liam were talking about the other day how much the songs evolved and how much when we went in the studio like when we wrote it it was this and then when we started gigging it it was like this then we took it in the studio it was this and now that we've heard it it's a com you look at the two from the start to finish it's a completely different beast and it's like it's it's great really like i think a lot of what happened to it in the studio a lot of it was a good collaboration between us and obviously Forbes and Scotty and, and Scott at Eggman. And um, yeah, like we're just, we're just really, really proud of it. Like I said, we just wanted it to be like this monster of a song and now we can kind of get it out there and we're, we're, we're buzzing about it. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I'm not surprised to be honest. So what, what was the recording process like then? Because um, it sounds like that you, you actually recorded it at um, Eggman Studios, Is am, am I right in saying that? Yeah, man, we did it. Um, we did it in the same weekend as uh, Just Don't Get It, and um, it was great. Like you said, the, the lads, the lads up at Eggman, you know, obviously Forbes and Paws from Shambolics class, and when we, because we kind of went up there with the idea of recording Get Down Low in Scotland, because you know, there's a lot of bands in Scotland that we kind of noticed a very kind of that they have that kind of nightsy sound. Yeah. They have like they have a very sort of nostalgic sort of sound about them. And we thought, well, why don't we take a little bit of that and put that into what we're doing? Yeah, yeah, sure. So that, was, that was kind of the move there. And yeah, it was it was great. Um yeah, I remember even on like the way down there, there's like some backing vocals when the when the riff kicks in, which um we came up with in the van on the way down. Which is <laughs> <laughs> we were just kind of like right. We were like, if we get every idea we possibly can on this song, then we can just take stuff out because I couldn't live with myself coming back from the studio, having another idea and then not being able to record it. <laughs> uh, it was, but no, it was, it was great. I remember like, it was just sort of your standard process. We had, we had a demo. We sent the lads a demo. Leon played along to it. Then it was Liam. And then we sort of sat all day with just me and the guitar and stuff like that. And, you know the the lad the lads really really helped that out. Um, I think what like I said what I can remember from the the studio um, experience that was quite funny is we were all really like me and Forbes were really ill. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like Forbes would be like sat at the computer doing something. Then he'd go out to like the next room to make a cup of tea, and I just hear him like coughing up a lung in, in the. 
in the other which, yeah, which which I guess he's he's fitting in with his recent um yeah, uh, yeah. hospital it, visit and it, stuff. It, it, it actually had like nothing to do with that. When we both oh. got back, it turned out that we both had caught COVID. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, and it was like in the height of it as well. And I remember just kind of texting him, being like, oh, "Guys, you know, I'm really, really sorry. I hope this doesn't affect the shams, but we've all caught COVID." And he was like, "Oh no way! So have we?" Wow. But I think weird. it was because he was like, "But apparently, mine was like a week before yours." I was like, "Well, mine was like so we probably caught COVID at the same time and then brought it to each other." Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was actually like I was I was really like oh my god they're gonna go absolutely ballistic because we they're about to cancel gigs we've got to cancel gigs we're like oh. but they, he was just sort of laughing about it like that what are the chances of that and that and like like I say I think it was because it's the first real studio experience we've had where everything that we've done up until just don't get it we've done off our own backs really yeah sure like bullet like bulletproof and MTV they were um they were we recorded them ourselves like so well, I remember saying the MTV interview is I recorded the vocals in my bedroom yeah, yeah, no, I remember. Did it all that in my bedroom, but um, yeah, with that, it was just it was just good to be in the studio with like people who are also in a band. I feel like that really helps because they also have like something to bring to the table. Yeah, sure. And um, yeah, there was just like like I say, they were all everyone was just kind of throwing ideas out there. Like I'll be throwing something out there, and then like Scotty be like, "Oh, why don't you try that?" Like a really big um, contribution was uh, Scotty played keys on the track. And um, when Paul's played keys on the track, that was because we said we wanted something like that in there. Yeah. And Scott was like, oh, I, we just, because obviously they just got back from gigs. So they were like, oh, my keys, my keyboard's just back there. I can plug it in if you want. And we were like, all right. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Why not? Let's, let's, let's see what can happen. And, and yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, as you say, it, it sounds like yeah. um, a great idea to, to have because they've obviously got the ear for it as well, so to speak. Um, yeah, man. To, to try and, you know, sort of, I guess, encourage you with all oh, this, this idea, or or to try and push push something a little bit further forward, or or no, don't don't go with that type thing. Yeah, there were like like I say with with the creative process, they weren't necessarily like trying to direct us in any sort of way. Like they weren't saying like like a, from what I've seen with like other interviews with other bands, a lot of time that the, sometimes the producer can get a little bit too involved. Yeah, you know, it's like, that, it's like that classic thing of Phil Spector when he held a gun to Leonard Cohen said and told him, like, <laughs> over, yeah. out, like, I assure you, it was nothing like, that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Ford had a shotgun, but like, you know, yeah, um, no, it was nothing like that. He was like, Oh, well, why don't you try? It? There was a lot more time to experiment because we booked the studio out for a day, right? Okay, where it's like. When we did, I remember years ago when we did Bide Your Time and stuff like that. Bide Your Time, full of it. Sit to me and come back for me. We're all done in a day. Right. Wow. Fast. Four, not, four songs were done in a day. And I think you can kind of tell. I personally can tell the difference, but that's because I'm a, I am like to nitpick the bones out of everything. But <laughs> like you can, you know, you can kind of tell with that there's been a, a bit more time in the, in the arrangement as well as the production taken. And, um, yeah, no, it was just it was just like it was it was it was a great day. I just like to so say we we got to just like have crack, sit and just kind of go through stuff and kind of just dissect the song down to the bones, build it back up again and just make it into a completely different beast. And yeah. Fantastic. And uh, as you say, Forbes and uh and Scotty are obviously top, top lads as well. And it's great to see um the studio 
uh, flying as well up there. And if you are uh, watching uh, this podcast uh, before Get Down Low is released, as I say, it's out on April the 14th, then click the link on the episode bio because we've got the uh, pre-save pre-save link even there for you as well to, uh, to to help to help the thieves out. So, obviously, one of the things we spoke uh, last time was uh, was obviously about live gigs, and and obviously that was clearly null and void due to uh, due to COVID. Um, yeah. But obviously, we we here at this is the music have been keeping a very close eye um, on the thieves, and obviously, you've had some some pretty big um, support slots uh, with the claws. Um, Pastel um, and Jack Fletcher band, uh, as well as obviously your own headline gigs as well. I mean, what's it like uh, getting back out there on on the road again after after that sort of obviously not not for your own fault, but that sort of pause in in the live music scene. It, do you know what it was just? It was just immense to get back out there. I remember one of the first gigs we did when we come out of lockdown was it? It was close. I think it was yeah. It was quite. It was just before. Because when we'd gone up to Scotland, obviously lockdown was still a thing. So yeah. when we come back down, we were gigging again. And <laughs> it was really funny. One of the first gigs we did was like an all-day festival in Stockton. And like a couple of days before that, I just had my wisdom teeth taken out. <laughs> you don't do things by half, you boys, do you? <laughs> right. And like, the, my mum was like, you know, she was like, you know, you can cancel the gig if you want. The lads were like, Frankie, we do understand and I'm there with like half my face like this, like we would, you know, kind of melting away. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're doing the gig. So like, you know, we, I remember like rocking up at the gig. I looked like Two-Face from Batman, right? Like just proper, just this side of my face was just messed up. And um, <laughs> it was really fun. I still had like stitches on the inside of my mouth and I had to like sing. And it was like possibly the most painful thing I've ever done in my life. But we just like, we like stuff it. We got to do it. Like, and I just remember like I was saying when we got back out there. Like, obviously there was a lot of stuff like, like the, the testing you have to do before you go into a gig, and there's still a lot more precautions. And when we first started doing that, it did really feel like we were st- obviously we were kind of still in lockdown, but it did still kind of feel we kind of I think we just got eased in a little bit better instead of it kind of being like a trial by fire and everyone kind of jumping at each other and licking each other's faces and all that rubbish. So like. When now we kind of settle back into it, I think it's like you say, it's, it's really, really good. And um, and again, like I say, with Johnny involved, and the and the dates you just like now said, like the class gig that was really good. And um, and the couple of dates we did with the Jack Fletcher band that was they were really great lads. I mean, we did, we did Sunderland and Doncaster with them, and it was the first time we'd ever played in Doncaster. And yeah, I just you know, the, the lads in the Jack Fletcher band are lovely lads, like. We had, we had um, I remember we had a bit of a carry on beforehand. Like um, one of the one of the bands before us, their amp had broke, and they'd asked to borrow Johnny's, and something electrically had gone wrong, and Johnny's amp had kind of short circuited. And we were like, "Oh God!" But Johnny's day job is he's an electrician. Okay, right, yeah. But so he I kind mean. of went to the wires and did it all, and the the band on before us, they were like. You know, take it to the shop, get it fixed. We'll pay for it. We're so sorry, blah blah blah. Do you know, do you want to pint? They, they were, they couldn't have been sounder about it. Yeah. But Johnny just lit. I kid you not, right? He was like, it was like a scene from Happy Days. Like he proper, he just turned into the fonts and booted it like that, and it started working again. And we were like, oh my god. But yeah, like like getting back, getting back out there. Like when we were a three piece, it was just like it was just fun to get back out there. And then when Johnny kind of come on board and we was, and we were gigging, it was just. 
you know, it was because Johnny kind of joined after Christmas and oh, what was his, his first gig was when we played the NE volume bar and we, we've got quite a good relationship with the guys there. Yeah. And they've, you know, they've put us on like that when I said I had my teeth taken out. We, that was a gig at the NE volume bar. That was an all day we did there. We, done a, we did a socially distanced one during lockdown. And um, they even said like the sound now just, it sounds like just on another level. So like I said, just to, just to get back out there and to like kind of show people what like, it's kind of a little bit more true to the record, like when you listen to all the songs and stuff yeah, like that. Sure. There, it's just great to kind of you know get back out there and give like a really good representation of what we're about. Yeah, definitely. And it sounds like as well, it must be quite nice as well to get the just mentioned there the feedback that you've had from 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 the venue um, regarding the sound, and that must be quite a, like a good reassurance for for the rest of you guys in the band to think right, this is how we think we sound, and you've actually yeah. got someone going, yeah, do you know what? It does so. Yeah, hey, great stuff for yeah, you guys. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's really, really, it's really good. Like you said, I'd be a bit concerned if we kind of rocked up and someone gone. You know what? You sounded better as a three piece. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that could be a bit awkward. <laughs> that 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 would be uh, that would be quite um, that would be quite funny actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, so like when um, we, we kind of get all these things where they were like, oh, they're just another, they're just another guys you want to be the jam or something like that yeah yeah frankie wants to be paul weller type thing all the time and i was like but i'm not no i don't <laughs> <laughs> so um obviously on on the subject there of um of live gigs um you've been added to the bill of um to a couple of sort of high profile um uh, festivals haven't you in the, in the next few months um, one being at Stockton Calling um, and the other being Hardwick Festivals, which the latter is being um, headlined by Stereophonic. So can you tell us what it means for you guys to be playing um, at these festivals? Well, for Hardwick Live, Hardwick Live's obviously in Durham and we're all from County Durham. So that one to be playing in our own backyard is like insane. Yeah. We, I've been going to that festival since I was... I remember going to see... Ocean Colour scene there, and Pete Doherty was on beforehand, and uh, Pete Doherty threw his guitar into the crowd, and <laughs> so, somewhat his, 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 uh, his violin player threw the tambourine at the crowd, and I, I'd seen like 15, 15 year old kids go and fight over it, and then like, you know, I just said like that whole time, I really want to play this festival, you know, like it's in our backyard, it'd be so special to us, and now that it's actually become a reality, it's like, like I say, it's kind of a, uh, Nice. Is it, is it is the term coming full circle? Yeah, coming full. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. It's kind of a, it's kind of a very full. It's a full circle moment, really. To from saying like say when I was fifteen, to being like I want to play this festival, to being like like I'm I'm like nineteen now, going like I'm playing this festival. Like it's great, and and with Stockton Calling as well. Like Stockton Stockton Calling's great. Like I haven't I haven't been to one yet. I've been wanting to go when I went to the Gathering Sounds festival in Stockton and that was really fun and um yeah like I say it's just a really it's a really esteemed festival one some really good bands you know Skinner Brothers are playing there Shams are playing there um the Shakes are playing there the Mysterines are playing there and the Pigeon Detectives runs but I think we clashed with the Pigeon Detectives which is going to be um well yeah. there's, there's only as much as I like the uh the Pigeon Detectives there's only one choice really isn't there <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'll say it. it's all right. It's fine. <laughs> so, 
sounds like uh, it's that to be fair it sounds like a great um great festival there with, with the bands that you've um you know the other bands that, that you've mentioned that are playing but um sort of in, in between those uh those festivals you've obviously got the uh the battle of the bands uh the final coming up as well so i mean what's the mood like uh ahead of that i mean i'm guessing you must all be be pretty excited i'm guessing oh we're bricking it no um <laughs> 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 no, I think with, with, with the Battle of the Bands thing, um, yeah, I mean, when we kind of went there in the first place, we didn't really expect to get anywhere. Yeah. Because we asked to, it's like an invite only type thing. So we got asked, we asked to do it. And and Jimmy Mark, who put it on at first, was like, you know, I don't really know you guys, blah, blah, blah. And then like a band had dropped out and he kind of gone, do you want to do it? And then we were like, yeah, you know, what's the worst thing that could happen? And you know, you know, Jimmy Mack is like he is the boss, like sort of all <laughs> all, all, all hail to him. He's he's an absolute like Don. And we um we got there and we played, and he just kind of come off stage. And he was like, "What like kind of what have I been? I don't want to sound like that guy." But he's like, "What have I been missing out on? This is amazing." And um after that, you know, we we won the we won the kind of qualifying rounds, got through the quarterfinals, won the quarterfinals. And then it got to the point where we something happened where we couldn't do the semi-finals for some reason, and we were like, oh, you know, we got this far, it's all right. And then Jim, something had come around with the um, with the with the rearranging of everything, and Jimmy just kind of put on, I'm going to put you guys in the, as a wild card for the final, and we were like, thank you. All right, <laughs> we were like, okay. <laughs> and, um, at, at, you know at that point we were just kind of accepting that we kind of weren't going to get anywhere but then he said that and we were like oh my god because we'd uh on the time that we were supposed to be playing the semi-final obviously we couldn't do it for whatever reason it was i can't i can't, I can't remember now because after that after we found out we were on the final it's kind of running on a high since yeah yeah and, sure uh jimmy was doing um he's the tour manager for the blinders so he was doing the, the cribs he was on they were on two of the cribs so jimmy was like i can't you know it's, I'm good. You, can't, you guys can't do the semi final, but um, I could put you on guest list to come and see the cribs and like the blinders and the lads. Nice. And I was like, yeah, sure, I suppose. Like, so I went down that crack with him, and like, even like, say, even if we don't win this battle of the bands final, like, we've made a really good, like, great connection and like a friend mm -hmm. with Jimmy Mark. He's an absolute don. Like, he's he really believes in like what we do, and that's that's great and in terms of the actual final we're just going to go and give it like everything that we've got we've got like new songs that are going into the set list that you know we've never we've never gigged before but we want what our mentality was going into that is that we need to hit them with the best songs that we've got like yeah the best songs like i don't want to be playing material from five years ago when i can write a song that trumps every song in the set list now yeah like, sure. we're just kind of flying off the handle and going you know what let's just give it everything you know Put all the dynamite in the cannon and just see where it goes. Why and, not? And um, yeah. just for those that are, hopefully you're watching this before the uh, before the final, but it takes place at the um, Imperial Music Venue in Mexborough on the second of May, which uh, I think is a bank holiday. So you've got got no yeah. excuses for uh, for not getting down really <laughs> if you're in if you're in the uh, in the area, of course. So um, just sort of on on you then, Frankie. What can you remember like the first? Uh, sort of like single um, or maybe it was an album that you purchased um, and do you still listen to it? My my first musical sort of experience, now this is quite, I was talking about this the other day, 
So um, when I was little, I used to have such a thing for like superheroes as a child. Yeah. And the Hoosiers had put out a Trick to Life album, I think in 2006. And goodbye in the music video for Goodbye Mr. Ray, they're all dressed up as superheroes. So when I was, I used to go get my hair cut at the same place when I was little. And in that time, that music video was on the telly. And this is no joke. I'd seen it. The lady was cutting my hair, my, my hairdresser at the time, Anne-Marie. I know her on a first name basis because I now teach her son guitar. And <laughs> I, was about, I was about his age when this happened. And she was doing the back of my head like this. And I'd seen the superheroes on the telly and she just kind of got like that. I turned around and she sort of shaved up my head like that to watch it. So she had to like spin me around and then do the rest of my hair and basically shave my head. But um, yeah, I, I went and bought that album after that. I kind of, because I saw it and I've, I've, like, I've still got the album now, like the same disc and that. And um, yeah, no, the Hoosies are great. If the Hoosies watch this, yes, that yes. happened. <laughs> I have my whole head shaved. There is a photo somewhere as well of me being a ball like left the post yeah. there <laughs> yeah um that, that was kind of like one of my first musical experiences like i said i kind of grew up in a house of music you know my mom and dad big musos dad and granddad big musos um and like on my granddad's side of the family mainly musicians so you know i never would i wouldn't never go into a house where there wouldn't be a guitar there yeah. or a piano like that or like the beatles wouldn't be on or elvis or the stones or like motown records wouldn't be on and then like with my dad like you know, Ocean Colour Scene, Northern Soul, Paul Weller, stuff like that, and just kind of find it for myself, really. Yeah, sure. And what about, um, what would you say are your current top three um, albums that, that, you know, that maybe that have, that have come out in the last sort of 12 months or so, or, or maybe even a little bit further back? Oh, I think one album for me that will always sort of, Hit the would be like the the be all and end all for me is the Stone Roses' first album. That was one of the ones that really, really sort of just blew me out of the water the first time I heard it. And I used to play that like on repeat through like most of my teens. Yeah. Like I say that like I'm way out of them now. Like I'm still technically in them up until September. But like, you know, I I, I I do talk like a like a thirty year old man trapped inside a nineteen year old body sometimes. Like everything's, <laughs> in but um, yeah, um, like probably from the age of about twelve to even now, I still listen to it now. It's a great album, and um, hang on, I've not got it somewhere on my shelf here. I, I'm trying to look, but um, yeah, that's the, the Storm Roses' first album will be one that just really just. Now is more like say a bit nostalgic. Takes it makes me like think about you know when I was younger and that. Mm-hmm. Um, in in this you know when I was so young, nineteen still guys. Um, <laughs> I think uh, in the city by the jam as well. In the city is quite a big one for me. Like I, I my kind of explosion when I heard Paul Weller for the first time was a bit like a, a light bulb. Yeah, yeah. Of, I can get like under my lamp enough there it's kind of like <laughs> oh. my, yeah my eureka moment you know <laughs> heaven's moment and um that yeah it was in the city was one of them ones for me where it was just again unreal first first you know track the album and you just you, the, i'm not gonna lie the album must last about half an hour in total because of how fast songs are but like yeah. it's absolutely unreal yeah. like um 
I, I could honestly sit and talk about albums all, like all day. Mosley Shoals, Ocean Colour Scene, and Marching Hall, and Marching Already, two unreal albums, you know. 100 Mile Life City by Ocean Colour Scene and Traveller's Tune off Marching Already. Yeah. Top top tunes, yeah. They, they do seem to go a little bit under the uh, under the radar, Ocean Colour yeah, Scene, I think, a little bit. But so like, good. And like Steve Craddock is like on the guitar, he's just absolutely god tier. And like, yeah. with the, there's a funny story about Get Down Low is unfortunately we couldn't actually get to do it during, during the time that we wanted to. I think it was like the the alignment with um, our what our schedule was and what his schedule was, but we were actually supposed to record Get Down Low with Steve Craddock. Oh. When I, I remember saying in the, in the interview that like we had people coming on board and that was Steve Craddock was supposed to, where we were supposed to jump into a studio and do Get Down Low with him. And I, you know, I'd sent the demos and everything, but he, I think he, we had some gigs booked and, you know, we obviously, we worked full time and then he had, you know, I think like rehearsals with like Weller and the specials and stuff like that and recording as well. So unfortunately the two didn't kind of line up and um, which is, which is gutting. I'm going to, I'm going to see Paul Weller on Sunday. Nice, fantastic. So if I, if I can catch him, but Steve, but you know, hopefully if Steve sees this, you know, I'll sell my Yeah. Next, the really. next single. Yeah. But um, yeah, oh, and I think <laughs> like more kind of modern, modern kind of day albums for me, I'll be honest, it's not just, it's not to slag anybody, but there's not really, I'm not really a, a, a modern day albums kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say one that I, I did openly buy was uh, the Lucas States album, Falling and Fallout. Yeah. That is like, that was a really good album. And I, we were, again, that was one of them gigs we were supposed to be supporting them. We are supporting them again on the 3rd of June, but, uh, and that's at Think Tank in Newcastle. And we were supposed to be supporting them at the Riverside, but Leon had caught COVID again. And um, we, could, we couldn't do it, which was good. Because they're like, I said, they're one of my favorite bands. So I went to go see them. And just anywhere, like if, if I wasn't going to, if I wasn't going to be playing with them, I was going to see them anyways. Like a fan. Yeah. yeah. And then I bought I bought the album there, and it was you know they they're really like I like I like what they're about. Yeah, great, and, really um, good band, really good band. Yeah, they are. They're, they're, yeah, and like seeing them like live as well. The one these bands like I say don't have backing tracks, don't have anything kind of. It's just it's just them. Yeah, the best way. It's, it's just them. Yeah, it's it's unreal, but. Yeah, I'd say like that's probably one of the only modern albums that I've really paid attention to. It, I know it takes a lot musically wise to to excite me these days. It's either that or they just have to be like really loud. Because <laughs> I'm like, you know, they're doing all this this gigging kind of takes a toll on the old uh, the old. Yeah, ones. yeah, <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> so what? Um, some a couple of uh, sort of like quick fire uh, questions for you now. So, what is your uh, what's your favourite takeaway? <laughs> oh god. Um uh, I would say it's either between Chinese and Indian or an Indian, but just to settle the argument, chicken palmo. Oh. <laughs> it's, that's the only one I can kind of give a straight answer with, you know. Um, or chicken palmo. <laughs> <laughs> and what's uh what's your favorite TV show? Oh god, I don't re- I don't really watch much telly these days. You know, but, um, <laughs> SpongeBob SquarePants. 
<laughs> great, great show to be fair. Um, <laughs> what's I, I um, him. <laughs> really <bad> Yeah. <laughs> and what's your um what's your favourite film of all time? See, I'm a proper film buff, so this really hurts. Yeah, um, this is gonna be a difficult one then. I would have to say purely for that amount of times that I've watched it and how many times I can quote it. Uh, Wayne's World One, the first Wayne's World film. Great, great choice. And what is your favourite crisp flavour? Um, I like uh, McCoy's Flame Grill Steak. Nice. The only, the only choice the of, of McCoy's. Yeah, if you get anybody on here who says like ketchup, you just got to like end the call. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, that should, oh, like, should not be allowed. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, what's um, what's next then for the fees? Obviously, we've, we've got the new single coming out in a couple of days, um, and obviously, we've we've got some gigs that that are obviously going to be taking you sort of up to sort of around about the summer, um, sort of time. So, what's what's the plan then? Do you think for the rest of the for the rest of twenty twenty two, or maybe even in between before we get that far ahead? So, by the t- probably by the time this comes out, we'll be looking at the uh, we have the Battle of the Bands final. At uh, Imperial Mexbro, which is the second of May, and then third of June, uh, we're supporting the Lucas State at um, Think Tank, I believe it is, and then the second of July, we're playing the uh, Electric Church in Blackburn, and that is supporting the Serotones. Oh, okay, right, yeah, yeah, love them. <laughs> And then um, in between them, we've got like a couple of got like a couple of local festivals. So we did one called Shields and Live, which is really great. Uh, From the Jam, uh, headlining that one, which would be uh, which would be really cool. And um, got a Scoop Festival as well, which is on the 29th, which is in uh, Lanchester. Then we headline the Sydney and Matilda in Sheffield on the 30th of July. Then 20th of August, we have Hardwick Live, and we've got something in. I can't announce it. And I will. I cannot announce it because if I do, there'll be a laser pointer coming through the window. The <laughs> right. But we've got something intensely special that is going on around the 16th to the 19th of um, of June. Of June, yeah, of June. <laughs> wink, like, wink. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that that will actually like blow my mind when we get to when we get to announce that one i can actually i have to do keep it done but um yeah that's in terms of gigs that's that's all we've got hopefully when we get back to you know when we make, when we make the coin to get back in the studio we can go about you know doing doing the run the, you know the standard getting your tunes recorded and stuff like that you know there's always you know with like say with the current costs and stuff like that it's uh kind of hard to get into the studio sometimes you know a lot of bands like say on management record labels stuff like that we we haven't got either if anybody's watching yeah but um and um yeah so when we get back i can't wait to get back in the studio I don't, we haven't kind of just we have decided on a song that we want to kind of be the next single but everything sort of cut like say we just go with the strongest song at the time yeah and what we feel is like what we can put all our energy into in that point where not where if it's like a really really old song you have to kind of it instead of like putting all your energy into it and it being really really good it's more like uh, 
it's more like trying to use a defibrillator if you're trying to re-record an old song. Yeah, sure, it's sure. Like, I'm not going to do this again. And, you know, we're going to try and make it more exciting as if we haven't been playing it for three years. Yeah, but, yeah. Oh, or like definitely. turn around and make it like it like a jazz version of it. But yeah, no, like a lot of them. I'm quite excited for a lot of them gigs. That Blackburn, um, that Blackburn one should be really special. Um, it was a before lockdown. I mentioned the last interview that we met Rick Witter from Shed Seven. Yeah, yeah. On the way gig in York, and um, obviously, in you know Duke from Serotonin, it's his dad. Yeah. Uh, we've done a gig. It, well, sorry, we haven't done a gig. They'd done a gig in Stockton at that Gathering Sounds Festival. And, and that day, we got to meet like a lot of great bands, you know, and build like good relationships with a lot of them. So, like, um, you know, Comparison, great band, Serotones, obviously. Um, Chase as well. Yeah. Chase, boys, it, yeah, the, the Chase are just amazing. They're, they're fun, like, just funny, down to earth lads. You can have a pint with, get on with it, you know. And like obviously a lot of other bands there as well. I I'd like to try and list off nearly every band that were playing there, but I I did have a bit to drink that day, so I, <laughs> all I can kind of remember is me and Elliot, the guitar player from uh, Comparison. Me and him, I ended up like bench pressing him in the crowd or something like that. But yeah, speaking speaking of which, on the twenty third of April, we're playing Cafe Indie in Scunthorpe with them and a band called Silver Bars. So that should be fun as well, you know. But um, yeah, on the day we I'd met Duke from Serotones, we'd we'd gone on, we were talking, and he's like, "Oh, you're the thieves, aren't you?" And he went, "Yeah." And we'd obviously jumped out of the van on the way down to York to meet Rick Witter. Like we kind of, oh my god, there he is, pulled over the van and jumped out of it. Now to the commoner, that is Rick Witter is just about. It looks like he's gonna we're gonna kidnap him. <laughs> like we probably jumped out of the van and Rick Witter's turned around, going, "Oh my god, I'm gonna get kidnapped." <laughs> this and, is it. We, we, I'd said to him, like, oh, yeah, I met your dad. We went to a gig on the way to York, and he kind of looks at me with open eyes, and he goes, you're that band that jumped out the van to my dad, aren't you? And I was like, yeah, how do you know? And he went, oh, he talks about it, like, all the time. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? And he went, yeah, yeah, yeah. He says, when he, he goes on about bands, and, like, like he said, I'll never forget this time this one band saw me on the side of the street and jumped out the van just to come and get a photo with me. And I was just like, yeah, it, I said, it probably looked like we tried to kidnap your dad. And he went, yeah, he said that. He said he thought he was going to get kidnapped. I was like, great. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, well, hey, it's, it's, it's definitely helping you uh, get get the name out there. And that's the yeah. most important thing, right? Maybe maybe we should have and we would be massive by now. You know what I mean? <laughs> the only way we got a record label is that we held like a 90s rock star to ransom. <laughs> Imagine you can you can see it now, can't you? Across the enemy yeah. and 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 uh, live broadcast like a little gun in the yeah. yeah. <laughs> we have him hostage. Give us a five album deal now. Yeah, that's absolutely. Hey, Frankie, that is the end of the podcast. It's been an absolute blast yet again uh yeah. chatting to you. Um some fun very, very funny stories in there. And um and obviously I wish you all the luck in the world with the um the upcoming gigs. And of course, uh, the new single, Get Down Low. Um, just before you go, um, can you let the listeners know where they can find the Thieves on social media? Yeah, so you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and unfortunately, no, I'm joking, TikTok, uh, um, Thieves Official UK. And um, 
you can follow us on Twitter at the UK Thieves. And um, depending on when this is out, you can pre-save the song. Now the link will be in our bio. But if it's out, but if the pod is the podcast is out after we release a single, then go and stream it now. <laughs> Brilliant stuff, and uh, we'll include uh, the social links, and we'll, and we'll put um, some of the gig links as well. The ticket you can still get for, and of course, uh, as we mentioned earlier, the pre-save link will be in the episode bio um, as well. And as Frankie has quite rightly said, if you're listening to this after, um, then after the release date, then then go ahead and stream it because, uh, as I say, it's a fantastic, uh, fantastic song, um, and it's due for release on April the fourteenth. Um, all that leaves me to say is uh, thank you to everyone for listening to today's This Is The Music Meets podcast. Um, don't forget to hit that subscribe button uh, to receive notification of all future podcasts. Uh, Frankie um, from The Thieves, thanks again, mate, for coming on. Um, and I will see you somewhere down the road, preferably not trying to kidnap me. <laughs> it, depends, it depends on how many views this gets, though. <laughs> we'll, have, we'll, have, we'll have you whacked if not. We know people. <laughs> Love it. Thank you very much. <laughs>